On Second Shot, we tackle two new headlines every week to find out what kind of wisdom the world is dishing out today. And we want you to be a part of that. When you see a headline you want to take a second shot at, or if you're looking for advice, or just want to tell us what you think of the show, email us at secondshotcast at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, rate us on iTunes. This helps us move up in the ratings so more people will see us. And if you want to hear more, subscribe to the show so that the new episodes will get straight to you every single Friday. We love you. Thanks for listening and enjoy. There's a lot of news in the world today. News that might surprise you, startle you, upset, or maybe impress. News that's not always for the faint of heart. That's why the man who failed his way to success, Heath Oaks, is stepping up. Tackling today's headlines with ignorance on fire in a way only a millennial mogul can. Take off your sport coat, grab a beer, and enjoy the conversation. This is Second Shot with your host, Heath Oaks. So it was, uh, had a pretty good time this last weekend too. My, my beautiful wife, Jenny, in studio, and Zach and Matt, as always, that Jenny got to go uh, back to my hometown where I went to high school. Tyler? It, uh, no, well, Carlisle is actually where I went Carlisle. to high school. So Tyler, it's really, gotcha. really, it's really, really small. Yeah. And uh, got to go out and stand on the old football field where many a great Friday nights. Oh, wow. Were. It was yeah. really yeah. cool. You guys, Heath was inducted into his high schools. It's not a Hall of Fame, but a Book of Fame. A high school same, book of fame. Uh, same idea as like the high school hall of fame where they have successful alums come back and they honor them. They speak about them. Um, and they did, it was really cool. They did a thing on Friday with like a golf tournament mm. and a fish fry. The, and the alumni raises like the money alumni for scholarships for the Carlisle graduates. And yeah. And at the same time, they awarded the, the book of fame. They don't have hall of fame. It's called book of fame. That's and really fantastic. So Saturday cool. they did a big barbecue thing and alums, uh, came from different years and grades and then also the scholarship recipients there were four students that yep. got four thousand dollars so that was really cool and then they spoke about heath for about 45 minutes yeah it was it was very was awkward mortified oh wow i just <laughs> yeah, I, it was mortified because it just I'm, i get uncomfortable i get uncomfortable sure. with sitting there and, and listening about yeah. yourself for yeah. 45 <laughs> minutes yeah. well i mean you know, there's, there's a couple of ways I could feel about that. Uh, one, I think you, obviously you're honored, of course. Yes, absolutely, very, very honored. Was I'm there any? Humbled. I'm curious if is there any part of you that thought like it's almost too soon to be throwing me in this? Like I haven't done. I mean, you've done great things, mm-hmm. but like, come on, you got a ways to go. You know, <laughs> yeah. you're not at the end of the road or anything. Yeah. Like now, I'm getting into the, the book of fame. Like just now, what I, you know? <laughs> yeah, quit while you're ahead. No, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I didn't. I didn't. I, I guess I wouldn't. Uh, I don't know. I didn't know that we even had a book of fame until they asked me. So <laughs> I was kind of cut off. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, wasn't even sure what it was. But I, I was very yeah. humbled, um, you know, for uh, for it to happen. And my dad was there, and Jenny, and um, you know, getting to see some. You know, a lot of the there was a lot of the old, old um, the older people that you know were so part of my life as a kid growing yeah. up around the church and around all those things that were there that you haven't seen in a long time so it was really good to get to see everybody and catch up that's and, really fantastic and go by the school and kind of see all the improvements and how much nicer it is now than it was when <laughs> i was in school you know hey, that was, was a quality awesome. school all right yeah. i hope you appreciated it for what it was but it's funny because when you're in those speeches you're in those kind of things you got to be or whenever those type of anytime um you're in a spotlight of any way you've got to be very careful about what our next headline is because these things can be very vital to how people can perceive you or not yeah uh, our next headline body language 
is everything. Um, no one likes to lose when the chips are down for a team and plays don't go your way. It is easy to get discouraged and want to give up in youth baseball. And that's where this article is coming from. It's kind of an op-ed. You point fingers, you blame, you feel terrible about a misplay and strike out. And that seven-year-old mentality creeps back in your head even though you're almost 15 years old. Why do I suck? Why can't I make that play? You're not alone. Uh, kids around the globe get easily discouraged in the game, and baseball doesn't discriminate. It wants to beat all players equally. It's almost like weeding out the weak. Challenges to get tougher every season at every level. And where the, and where the article goes is to talk about body language and presentation of, of yourself in front of your team and in front of the crowd and how even those little things can make all the difference in the world. Is that me? I don't know. Oh, gosh. I hope it wasn't. It was. Oh, no. No one calls me except for oh, my mom. it was me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, but at least I started the did, clock. It, yeah. For y'all that didn't hear, Zach's phone went off ringing it while did. we it's were... It's all good. It's a solicitor. <laughs> Always, I know. Out to get me. <laughs> well, I want to cruise. And, and we all know in body language, especially in like Little League Baseball, you know, because kids don't... Um, they don't have much restraint of their emotions at all. So, like, when they strike out, they're mad, they'll throw their glove and they'll do... You know... Sure. Body language, to me, will say just as much, if not more, than words. Yeah, I agree. Would you agree? Oh, certainly. And especially in what yeah. you do, it's very, you know, important that any kind of little body language can mean and how important it is and how I don't believe that people take enough time to work on the art of their body language and make sure their body language is saying what they want it to say in, in all kinds of situations. Would you agree? Yes. And and then this is something I've worked with clients before when I've been working with them on interviews. Like if I booked somebody and they, they have an interview coming up and so they're they're thinking about the, the words and the content and how I'm going to come across. But really the first thing that we work on is the body language. And that's for their comfort. It's for the person who's going to be interviewing them's comfort and it's also for the comfort of the audience because sometimes it's not even about a positive vibe they're getting from you or a negative vibe it's about do i feel comfortable looking at this person mm -hmm. because if they don't then they can't focus on the fact that you seem uncomfortable now i'm uncomfortable yep. and no one hears what you say so part of that is figuring out okay so sitting down and feeling comfortable in the chair I mean, as simple as that, having clothes on that you feel confident in and also comfortable in, that you're not pulling your skirt down the whole time or pushing your hair back or trying to button up your suit jacket or whatever that is, having that be comfortable. And then also, and this is seems so simple, but your posture. And I get made fun of a lot for but my posture, actually, because it's really But it is the simple things that like matter. Upright, yeah. And people don't think about it. And so, the, so if you if you only do Zach just straightened yep. up one just thing, that I'm not. Don't worry. No, you. Should, you but fine. but also, but it's also the mix of you want to be comfortable too. Sure. So you also don't want to be upright and uncomfortable. Like, oh well, hello there. Right. Hi. Yeah. Because nice then it's worse. You. Arguably, yeah. Because then it's yeah. worse. Yeah. So you do. So it's like the mix of good posture, comfortable. The one thing that will, and for people who are watching online, will see me demonstrating here. Yeah. If you do one little change in terms of opening yourself and being comfortable unclasp your hands and let your shoulders roll back. So you, that means you can sit back in the chair if you'd like to. You can you can be forward if that's comfortable for you, but it takes you out of the forward rolled shoulders and um the slump, sort of the, the hunch, slump, yeah. the hunch over it, it, because what the what hands in brings your shoulders forward, your nose down, your eyes down, your lips down, your chin down, and it just doesn't bring out an air of confidence either in you and people perceiving you yeah so it doesn't have to be this whole big vivacious fake confidence thing but just like open up the hands roll shoulders back well and one thing that i want to talk about when it comes to body language is there may be times say you're somebody that is mid-level manager maybe you're starting to manage people or you're doing all that 
you know, the higher the of influence you have over people with as a parent, you know, or 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 as in work with moving up, being a boss over more and more people, um, people perceive will perceive you because of your title as less approachable, purely right. because of your um, impact of that you could have on on them in that organization, right? Sure. Um, one of the things sometimes if you got people not approaching you with things and 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 you feel like people kind of are standoffish from you. Look at your body language when you're meeting with them. Maybe you're somebody who 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 does need to relax and maybe slouch a little bit. Maybe lay back in your chair to put people at ease. Mm-hmm. And and maybe you're the other way where people are so free and flowing and 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 not business with you. Maybe you're not sitting up enough and, and putting off that. I mean, honestly, I think like people body, aren't seeing you in an authority position. Yes, yeah, because you're not com- you're not your body language is saying I'm not really an authority. I mean, and and I know it sounds like small things, but it really does because the way people perceive you, your body language tells a lot about their perception. Sure. And isn't this something Heath, that you've done? I know that you've done within your business surveys where other people are asked about how they perceive you and i think that's something don't we all wish our boss would like give us an anonymous survey where Mm -hmm. we could say this is what i'm really thinking Uh, you know because you've learned a lot from a tremendous amount tremendous amount it was like anonymous service yeah it's like like, all of them do it all of all i get you know and so it's a lot you know it's like 30 40 people get to do it and so it's not it the data is collected so pinpoint you can't pinpoint there's no words it's just you know putting deals so i I have no idea and and it's a consultant that sits down with me shows me and it's like and and i do the test on myself and so Mm -hmm. i get to see where i see myself and where everybody else does and sometimes those are opposite ends and it's like oh that's not good yeah that's got to be crazy effective Oh, it's beyond yeah, effective. Yeah. Like that's really, really effective. And and from the employee standpoint, don't you feel like, ooh, yes, I get to tell them that thing that I yeah. would never feel comfortable telling them yeah. because they're my boss. Yep. And by doing it with so many, it takes out kind of the certain people that may have just certain emotions because of some decisions not gone their right. way. You know, but you know, it, it's um, one of the things was is that a lot of people saw me as not very outgoing, which means I wasn't as approachable. And it's one of those things that the majority of people that are in CEO positions or anything have less of that. And it's just, and so it was a reminder to me that I I go, well, why couldn't you come to me? I'm easy. You know, I, we talk about everything, but it's just they, the, the position, the certain positions people just are, are kind of, they reserve themselves from it. Right. And so it makes me be more relaxed. I, I, I made a conscious effort to make sure I'm around that I may, I lay back, put my feet up or something around some people just to relax. Yeah. Okay. To where I can relax people to feeling, to understanding that it's okay. Like, because body language says a lot in sales. You talk about a lot of people are leaning in and people are sitting back. And sure. I think that if you're doing anything where maybe, um, you know, when you're in those uh, arguments with your spouse or anything that um, control your, your, your facial expressions, your body language to not set things off and, I think it's more than anything to just think about it. Like if you've had situations where people aren't perceiving you the way you want to be seen or not, take a look. Maybe the problems in your mm-hmm. body language, like mm-hmm. take that and, and make that deal. And I hope that if as parents that you teach your kids that not to show their emotions when they strike out and throw a fit and throw their glove down and do all that. I think it's more than anything is just pay attention. If you've tried other things and you're not figuring out certain breakthroughs, maybe your body language is saying something that you don't want to be said that it's not what you're trying to be so it'll be one of those times that maybe that's one thing that you need to look at is your body language versus anything else so um i hope uh, you get your body language fixed and we'll be back for the second segment of second shot
He's a suit and tie kind of guy with deep southern roots. Heath Oaks hosts more of Second Shot coming up on RNCN. You guys have been listening to Second Shot and hearing us talk about it. You need to go pick up my book, Ignorance on Fire, A Journey of Felling Your Way to Success. You can get it on Amazon in a paper book. You can also hear this beautiful voice of mine in audiobook style on Audible or anywhere you're going to get your audiobooks. Guys, this book took a lot of time to put into it, and I believe it can really be some life-changing stuff to help you on your path to success. And hopefully you're going to fail your way to success just like I did. Ignorance on Fire, A Journey of Felling Your Way to Success. Amazon.com, Audible.com, audiobooks, paper books, everything. Get it, share it with your people and I appreciate it. Thank you guys. Go pick it up today. Ready? Aim. Fire. Second shot is back for another round on RNCN. Well, we kind of are going on the baseball theme today. We've got two different headlines that have to do with baseball. Even though, you know, baseball is not my favorite. Like, it's never been my favorite. I, I, as a kid, I, I liked playing baseball. I played in the league. Um, and I was a pretty good catcher like because I could throw pretty well. But I couldn't ever hit the ball. I wasn't very good at hitting the ball at all and, and could care less really about it. So by the time I got to high school, all I wanted to do was pole vault, golf, football. I didn't know you snuck golf in there. Oh, yeah. I loved golf. Really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Pole yeah. vault, golf, football. I did strike out at T-ball, so. Really? Sh- that's pretty hard to do. <laughs> yeah, I think I mean, it's you, not possible, but well, I was not good at T-ball. Well, you're pretty young when you're playing T-ball, right? <laughs> yeah, that's but I mean, the ball is sitting there. You <laughs> just hit it, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's like striking out in slow-pitch softball. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> you know, the adult slow, the yeah. adult, you know, that stuff gets <laughs> the intense. The balls are like the size of a soccer ball, though. Yeah, slow and, and people miss them. Pe- sure. People will strike out in a heartbeat, and you will get made fun of forever in the adult league if you strike out in slow-pitch softball. <laughs> well, speaking of striking out a pitcher last week in Minnesota, uh, struck out a friend for the state tourney and consoled the friend before celebrating with his team. Um to get to the bottom of this story out in the mighty Minnesota uh, coming up on state tourney for, you know, high school. Yeah, it's state, but I mean, it's high school. It's not like well, it's state. That. It's a big deal. You win in state. Well, That's sure. a really big deal. Yeah, it's true, but it's not the MLB. I sorry. Yeah. I didn't mean to downplay this. Yeah. I'm bad at sports. Uh, in the <laughs> final final game, decide whether or not they're going to go to state. Uh, these two teams in high school are playing each other, and it turns out the pitcher on the mound has been playing a great game, and the guy that comes up to swing last. And this is going to be the last bat, potentially. The last bat for the game, yeah, is is, is his childhood friend, and uh, they 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 pitch they throw and the pitcher ends up striking them out and the team comes rushing out because the game's over they win the, the game is over wins. they win they're, they're going to state and the other team isn't yeah and they they, they rush out on the field and the pitcher kind of runs runs back behind him and runs over and, and hugs a friend right there on the right there on the mound good long hug too it's a good one uh, there's a video of it you can see and um yeah then he went and, and walked him back to the dugout and then he went and joined his team to, like to like celebrate. you like you know most of the time too and like the funny when you watch the video the whole team came barreling out yep. to because typically what they do is when the pitcher like he did played a great game and struck the last batter out, they will come dogpile him at the pitcher's mound. But the whole team ran out there to do that and couldn't get him because he took <laughs> off running to home yeah. plate to hug his friend yeah. that that he struck out and the other team just kind the team just kind of went on you know with each other celebrating which, yeah which that's a tough position to be in that you got to be happy for yourself but you 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 it does stink that you had to be. You know, out when your childhood friends and, but I, I when I saw that, I thought, man, that kid's parents must be proud. Yeah, yeah. you know, like I thought that immediately because that kid has empathy, that kid has heart, or you know, he felt that emotion enough that he he cared enough for it. And I thought, man, those kids' parents got to be proud. And he pitched a great game. 
Yeah. But yes, exactly. uh, also, yes. That <laughs> the he, non-sports person, Brandy. Right, yeah. like, you, I would have thought those would have been two different. That would have been me saying that, right. and Zach would have been saying the other. Heck of a game. Uh, no, 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 no. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, um, you know, especially at like a high school level, it's easy to forget that stuff. It is. It's easy to do. Uh, to want to want to you know to tell your childhood friend ah, look at me look look how great I am um, but no he, he didn't do that and I think um, I think there's a lesson to be learned here well it goes a little bit I mentioned on this you know kind of topic last episode about keeping your same true real friends that will always be there for you yeah. right no matter how much success you have and this is just like a little version of that where they have the game then he's like oh I'm with my new team now you know bye to my old friend and and it's so important to have those people around I just think it's really sweet that um that they have that relationship and he made the gesture from the get-go like we are still boys we're still close I still love you and I'm gonna well, he do this in front of everybody yeah right. he, he, I mean he didn't have time to think about it he that wasn't. I mean, he wasn't thinking right, about that. Right, it wasn't that. intentional. That was yeah, his was natural reaction. reaction. He, he he had a natural. I just made up a word like you. Wow, you're reaction. You're married reaction. to me way his too long. His natural reaction. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think that the interesting thing is is that that was his natural what he did. So he has a natural heart. He cares. He has empathy to be able to do that. And when I saw this story, I thought about how important it is to learn how to win and learn how to lose. Mm. You know. I, I, I know as a kid growing up that, you know, back in when, when spanking wasn't against the law, basically, you know, um, I got plenty of, of whoopings and deserved all of them. Mm. And I got whoopings after we won baseball games, and I've gotten whoopings after we lost baseball games because of the, how, the way I acted. Right. I've been the braggadocious, jumping for joy, throwing it in everybody's face when we beat them, and I got whooped for it. Mm-hmm. And I've been the one sour pouting, you know, pouting, throwing my glove, you know, wanting to be all upset and got whooping for it. And I learned how to win and lose. And I think how important it is that um, to learn how to act when you win and learn how to act when you lose. And I hope that um, because kids can take over so much emotion as well. And us as adults, we don't, I mean, emo- I, I, I do, I mean, I, I'm telling you, at times adults can be worse than kids. They let emotions get involved and it's the eye for the eye and the everything mm-hmm. else. When it's we we overlook the importance of learning how to win properly and learning how to lose properly well and it's interesting because this went so viral yeah like this this video because people were so shocked by it and that's noteworthy too yeah the things that shock people are the things that are unusual yeah so what we're saying here is that that was an unusual reaction for somebody <laughs> and if and if you're the upstanding person who also has that reaction you're also going to be uh, noticed, elevated, recognized. Yeah, th- I guarantee you, everybody thinks like that kid will be in his high school book of fame. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, well, I guarantee you that how many people wouldn't trust that kid? Just, I mean, don't right. know anything about him, but that one reaction, you would have trust just because that was a, that was a, he has heart yeah. and, and, and he cared and he has empathy for his friends and things. And so I think that it's just as important to learn how to win as it is to learn how to lose. And I think that there is the ways that you can kind of go about doing that. And I think as parents teaching that, I think as maybe as a leaders is teaching uh, people in your, your team, because you have that ability to influence and, and your actions are the ones that will set the tone for the people around you on how you win and how you lose. Mm-hmm. Now, I was the worst loser in the world. I mean, I'm going to tell you, until I was probably 23, 4, 5. That <laughs> wasn't that long like, ago. Like, wasn't that long ago? <laughs> I've never been a great loser. Yeah. Um. And and I, 
I was taught as a younger age to, to, to learn how to lose. So I like, I would have been 10 times worse if it wasn't for some of those lessons younger. I would have been a lot worse because I hated losing. Like I was the guy that playing Monopoly, if I saw I was about to lose, that I would knock over all the pieces and it would be done because I would not lose. I hated it. Right. I was the kid that I was four years old on a four-wheeler and my brother had a dirt bike. He's four years older than me and it was faster, obviously. And we racing around the house uh, outside and, and he'd go to pass me and it made me mad. So I just turned over and I hit him and he wrecked because <laughs> I was tired of him passing me. You've come a long way, baby. I have, I'm t- well, I was, that's, that's brotherly love. Yeah. I, mean, I was not a good loser. Boys and, will be boys. And, and I look back, though, and, and, and that is such a, um, it's such a negative thing. Like, like the way that I was as a sore loser is such a... Um, not a good look like it's not good to be a poor loser oh yeah. sure and it's not good to be a poor winner because see as we talked about in the episode back there's dips your dip will come do you want to be that person that has folks thrown in your face or do you want to be a humble winner that is gracious and grateful yeah. and, and kind of keep that same way and and i think I don't, don't you think there's a lot of things in life in general that winning and losing and how we handle that affects a lot oh my goodness look at <laughs> to bring up pop culture around um look at the the um like music shows american idol that sort of thing Mm -hmm. it's not always the person who won american idol that ends up being famous sometimes it's the second third because these are the people like i lost but that's okay because i'm gonna take this opportunity and be thankful for it and be thankful for the exposure and move on and not let anyone ever know that i even lost because i'm just positive out here yeah you know what i mean oh yeah and then they the success keeps coming to them yeah yeah i i this is funny because i'm i'm traditionally a pretty sore loser when i was a kid much worse of course yeah that's how it goes you get older and you kind of learn but yeah um at one point i think on this show i i, I had asked about about losing and, and kind of frustration and failure and i think your answer was uh something stuck with me for a while it was like you have to it, it's it's a matter of, of keeping your goals yep. in mind and and when you are a sore loser what you're doing is you're looking at the immediate goal you're looking at the the end result of one small thing you're not looking at a career of playing baseball you're yeah. not looking at the the lifetime like benefits of winning and losing and you're looking at i lost this one game and that was a waste and that was no good you're not looking at well what did you learn from that did you get better maybe you, you know you'll be a little better at it next time mm-hmm. like you're you, it's it's a, it's a matter of understanding your goals and, and like long term what it means mm-hmm. and and people in general who wants to be around sore losers and sore winners who wants to? Nobody does. And like, so like, think about what you tell all your coworkers and stuff when something doesn't go your way and you pout and, and throw a fit. How many, I mean, do, how many people you know, they're pouted, throwing a fit that you go, oh man, I want to be that person's friend. It doesn't happen. Well, and you remember the fit more than you remember the fact that they lost. Yes. See what I'm saying? That's mm-hmm. the same thing with like when you succeed after losing to the American Idol people. It's like nobody even, oh, I didn't even know they lost. They were so good, you know. Well, and those people that come out bragging about how they kick that person's butt and doing all that. Nobody likes to be around that. And those, but I'm going to tell you, if you're that person who brags when you win big time, understand that when you lose, which you will at something at some point, because the dip happens everywhere, like we talked about in the last episode, yeah. is that... That means the the repercussions for you when you lose is going to be worse. I truly believe the fact that if you're yeah. that braggadocious winner, when it happens to you, it's going to be so bad in your face that it's going to be such a harder thing to do. Because I'm going to tell you, when you're a gracious loser and you are humbled by it and, and you are grateful for that person, no matter what it is, when that when it when the tables are turned, it's it's going to be the same way for you. Like it's not your uh the the way you lose is not gonna be that bad like i i, I fully believe that mm-hmm. i mean i i i believe 100 percent you get the way you act and 
And when you're around people, you if you've been around those people that are sore winners or sore losers, you know you don't like to be around those people. So be careful about yourself. Think about when you win. Think about when you lose and go, would I want my kids, families, or friends to see this and see me act this way? Would I want this to happen to me on the other way? Because learning how to win and learning how to lose will be an important part of your factor of your life of where I believe the success you're going to get. Because you're going to have to learn how to do both because it will happen. Um, but we got a couple more reviews coming up on the third segment of Second Shot. Now that's what I call ignorance on fire. More of Second Shot with Keith Oaks still to come. To all my friends in the great state of Texas, if you have not taken advantage, I have a way to save you a ton of money. I have saved over about $3,000 in the last year, and I have no hassle. Go to energyogre.com, put in the promo code Second Shot. Now listen, promo code Second Shot, and you're going to get a free month just for signing up and saving a ton of money. So don't be crazy. Stop sitting around talking about is this the real deal, and go do it right now. Energyogre.com, promo code Second Shot in a free month. Thanks. Go get it now. Run. Kick off your boots or suit up. The choice is yours. Welcome back to Second Shot on RNCN. Third segment's one of my favorites, especially when we have people that actually leave reviews. <laughs> Woohoo! Shout out to the reviewers. Throw, throwing some no. shade at the non-reviewers. Uh-huh. I will constantly throw shade at you and make you feel as bad as possible. If you're the person sitting there listening to all these episodes and not leaving a review, I'm going cons- to consistently influence you to have a negative feeling right now when... I shame you for not leaving a review. <laughs> we do it for the fans. It's not rocket science. <laughs> That's, we're doing it for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and as everybody knows, secondshotcast at gmail.com where you can send any um, emails, maybe headline suggestions, maybe questions for any of us. Um, maybe, you know, you want to tell us uh, good or bad things that you like or don't like and, and give us some ideas. Hey, we're open for all of it. Secondshotcast at gmail.com. And it's second like S-E-C-O-N-D. Oh, did people not think it was like that? I'm just making sure. Oh. Some oh, okay. people might think it's 2ND. Watch out. Yeah. I don't even oh, know if you can... You know what I mean? Shot. Like 2ND, second oh. shot cast. Oh, it's like, like second the number 2ND. Well, yeah. I mean, Got I would it. think yeah, they would yeah. think it was like second, like in like our name, second yeah. shot. Second shot. Not everyone knows your branding, babe. Yeah. Well, I mean, they Come get... Okay, you're right. Whatever. You're right. <laughs> you're right. I'm a <laughs> it's a good point. Thinking outside the box. Yeah. Yes. Um, but we had... We had a couple new reviews that I saw on on the podcast, and, yeah. and the reason why we asked for the reviews because I mean we do you know we we hear from a lot of you guys that you find this useful and helpful, and and this is kind of your weekly inspiration, and that means a lot to us. And we want others to find it as well. So the more that reviews and ratings are done, the more that it gets moved up in the um, world. So if somebody's going to look for that, like ours can be one of the ones at the top, so that they maybe get a better chance of listening to it. We also would appreciate if you, you know, press the little three dots on it and press share and share it on your Facebook or, or your Twitter or anything like that. If you share it out with people, tell them to listen to it. That'd be uh, much appreciated. Screenshot it. And if you Instagram. Ta- tag us on Instagram, we'll re-gram you too. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Or Maybe Twitter. Because that's a thing. Every once in a while yes. that happens. Yeah. Zach, the Apple Zachintosh loves some Twitter. I do love Twitter. <laughs> Instagram is just my favorite because I love the stories. It's popular. I need to get into it. Like I, I know, said, I, I, str- I struggle with hey, it. Hey, Facebook has I mean, stories. Now, why, why don't you do that? I don't know why I'm not into Facebook stories. No. I don't either. You should be. Right? I'm just, I'm just, I'm just not. No. I don't know. 
huh. it's, like, it's like me struggling with Instagram. We'll get there. Basically yeah. the same thing, isn't it? It is. I think same company. Well, uh, yeah, my mm. Facebook page is like more private fam- family and friends. I don't know. I feel like I just. But can you not do the stories from your? Um, um, on my public page is where I go. So I'm more on Facebook. I don't know. I'll I know. look into that. Yeah. That'd be good. Mm. I, I have way more followers on Facebook, so may, I think so you I can should. share it straight from your Instagram to your Facebook stories. That would be cool. Good idea. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, see, look, I gave her. A good he, idea. He's teaching us about social yeah. media. So I go back on uh, June sixth. Uh, Techie Bubba. His name is Techie Bubba. Nice. Sounds like it's probably your best friend. Yeah. His name is Bubba. <laughs> oh, what are you saying? Just you have a best friend. All. You have a best friend named Bubba. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm, I mean, that I'm just sounds like people. someone who yeah. would be, sure. who is in his life. He has a lot of Bubbas. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you're throwing shade on Red. No, no, I'm not. Uh, no, it's fine. Literally, the headline. <laughs> the always, truth. always listening. This is one of the best podcasts I always listen to. I like um, the insightfulness of the show. I like that it's structured, but not too much. It makes me feel like I'm listening to friends. I have to admit that I uh, one uh, was always saying I would do a review. Thanks for convincing me, Jenny. Woo! Hey, Go, Baba! Yeah. yeah, Heath rocks too, and up uh thumbs up to zach thumbs up. i didn't know where that was going go apple yeah. like no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks you know in this what, what i like is you said it feels like i'm talking to friends and that's one thing i learned from jenny that she talks about like being in um you know in her business and stuff that when people say i feel like you're part of the family that's how you know you're doing a good job is when people can say you know what i feel like i know you i feel like i'm a friend of yours like when you do that that's how you're able to really get the people right yes right. that is really it's one of the best really compliments the biggest possible. compliment it's better than somebody saying i look up to you is to have somebody feel like they relate to you on a level yeah like sure. the same level yeah. that is awesome um another one was last friday by amber uh it's a-m-b-e-r-r-a-w-l-i and the headline Raleigh? says uh amber yeah. much needed inspiration I found this podcast after following Jenny for a while on social media. I'm at a time in my mm-hmm. life where, as y'all put it, I've been trying to force things that aren't meant for me. This podcast is so inspiring and has really motivated me to find the good. Focus on what I love and make something from it that's perfect for me. Thanks and keep up the great work. Another wow. one that thank you to Jenny for bringing to us. Bringing the juice. I'm always doing the shout outs on social media. Yeah. So that's interesting. So, so the last part of that was about forcing something that wasn't meant for her. Yeah. Remember, uh, I think it was, That's what, two tough. or three episodes ago yeah, that we, we talked about, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, like when you're talking about with the friends, you know, forcing yourself in a group of friends when you're really not meant there and when yeah, you force yeah. yourself in a situation when it's not meant, but you keep trying for some reason. Yeah. And I think that it's really hard to discern because there's a difference between just giving up on your goals and saying, eh, maybe it wasn't meant for me when really yeah. you just are in a dip. Yeah. Or... It's like, okay, so say, you know, when you're five years old and someone says, what do you want to be? And you say fireman. And then all of a sudden you're like in the test and you're thinking, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't even like to run, let alone with all this equipment on me. Yeah. You know, so maybe this isn't for me. So it's a, it's a hard thing to discern. And I really think that takes some soul searching in terms of passions and also lifestyle and all of those different things come into play with deciding, do you keep going or do you redirect? Well, unless you're in the grave, you still have opportunity to change your mind. Like... Like I, the, when the people that are, um, I, I see a lot of times with marriages where people have been in a relationship for a long time and, and they're, they're getting there. It's like, oh, well, we're supposed to get married and we get married. And the whole time they really don't, mm-hmm. not sure, but they think they're so close to it that it, they just got to go through with it. And it ends up failing not too long. After. So it's like, go, you know, you can make that change no matter, you know, if you're, if you went and got out in all that student loan debt and you're three years into the career that you thought you were doing, look, your life isn't over quit if that's not making you happy you're in the cul-de-sac and do what you like like you don't have to stick with that and be 
in the spot forcing yourself into something you don't want to be just because it's kind of you no know, unless you're in the grave you got time right success is happiness yes absolutely if you're happy you're successful yes yeah yes thank you yeah got it yeah i think i got that from both of you That's yeah where that came from. yeah but it's it is just it is you know oh wow this person's really successful what does that mean yeah i mean what is what is <laughs> that right successful like, it's, it's you decide yourself if you are you sure. are and it doesn't matter what it is it, who cares about what others want to look at or not and and a lot of times those outside appearances is what kill people a lot because they'll look at people that maybe from the outside look like they are and try to follow them when in, when that person's not internally somebody that that's happy you know yeah or what makes them happy does, might not necessarily not make you to. happy uh-huh. and you have to own that too that's one thing that oh i think i don't know stop me if i've told the story about my mom before with regard to her success and her job and everything like that but so she always worked um from home either as a housekeeper or a child care provider and uh, you know and she she's by and large very 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 happy and feels very successful and she does not have regrets yeah she does not have regrets because she prioritized happy. i want to be home when my kids are off school that means i clean people's houses during the day and or take care of other people's children along with my own children or while they're at school so that was her priority she didn't think people are going to look down on me because i'm a housekeeper she thought yes i've made it because my priority is to be home at 3 p.m when they get done with school Mm -hmm. and so some some people might think oh gosh you know i really had this dream of being a, a writer and i never did it because i'm home with my kids well first of all then you're resenting your kids second of all go be a writer if that's what you want to do but that's not what she wanted to do well and again you know, so you have to take your own story and not think oh wow that person's life looks really good or <laughs> yeah y- but if you're the person who doesn't want that but you're having to do that and you're going to look up and you're going to be wasted a lot yes. so that's the thing it's, it doesn't it's only what you, you know want. yes sure um another one we had on saturday was from dan eight three eight one and it was uh-huh it there was, were that uh, many dads prior yeah well th- that's just his name that's the the name he has or whatever son <laughs> no zach got what <laughs> oh okay y'all are funny no 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 not at all <laughs> no, 8381 dan 8381 yes titled a weekly must listen um i listen to podcasts of all varieties throughout my work day this podcast is one that i never miss heath and the rest of the crew are able to take headlines and provide ways to inspire and life lessons from them it always seemed as though i have learned something new and have gained a new way to look at a topic and situation by the time each episode ends if there's one negative that i have learned from the podcast however is that while heath has great insight and knowledge his taste of candy bars leaves a little to be desired dot, dot, dot. almond joy really <laughs> Almond Joy is the worst. Dan eight seven five two or whatever. Eighty three eighty one. Yes. Yeah. We'll show you. Um, I don't gosh. care who you are. Almond Joys are good. It's just it's it's the last. It's I love coconut. The last you go for in the it candy is jar. The last. It, just I the would. Bottom. I would eat like if you know if I'm really hungry or really have a sweet tooth. I would kind of like bite the bottom part off and let the coconut fall. Yeah. I, I would scrape off the chocolate. Yeah. I would take the almonds you out. You know what's funny is you know what one uh, candy bar that I that I don't like is the Heath bar. I, don't I, like I know bar. that is weird. God, yeah, you, you you run into that. You I'm feel sure, like it's identity theft. I don't know. I just don't like it. I don't <laughs> think it's very good at all. Um, you know, but one thing I like about what he said in here is he talks about what, what which is what we were really striving for as a second shot is that how it helps him um, gain a new way of looking at things now, like how he may look at something and all, all, you know, like look at a headline that may be a negative and, and think about, Oh, how can I make, how would this be a second shot and have a positive look on it? And that's kind of the goal of the show has always been that, you know, want to make people take a second shot, take a second shot at life, take a second shot at your situation at anything to make it something better. Like take a, 
that that if, if it's a bad, make it a good, you know. And, and that's what we really want, and that's what we've hoped to, and that's what we put the hours and the work into to do this for mm-hmm. is is not for anything else, but besides to try to help make things better for somebody somewhere. And and I feel like we have we have such a I'm so grateful for the people, the listeners and stuff we have. They're so um, consistent and they're 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 always engaged with us, and I love it. And um, I'm still going to shame you if you haven't left a review. <laughs> Uh, we love you but, but it please. is awesome i'm loving these thoughtful reviews too if you don't have time you don't have to leave a whole sentence like that but it is um interesting also when we're thinking about the topics or when he's thinking about the topics kind of picking them out to see what people are really giving feedback on too because mm-hmm. we're kind of just throwing it out there yeah and so it's helpful to see okay this you know brenda liked this or you know he liked this she liked that because then we can kind of formulate content for everybody too yeah. sure you know, secondshotcast at gmail.com. Send us emails, letters, headlines, any ideas, feedback, you name it. Leave us a review on, on anywhere you listen to it. Share it on your Facebook or any Twitter or Instagram, whatever, to help spread the word and maybe to start a second shot movement. Where can they find you, Jenny? Uh, on Instagram, at Jenny and Chondo. On Twitter, at Jenny and Chondo TV. If you send me a message, a screenshot that you're listening, I will repost you, retweet you regram you Woo-hoo. in my Ooh. stories yeah. so um, so we can connect that way and then also on Facebook Jenny and Chando you can that- find me at Apple Zacintosh on Twitter and Instagram that's me it's great Ed Heath Oaks at Ignorance on Fire on any of them and I love you have a good day